A farmer's time is valuable. That's why Blaine's Farm and Fleet has made shopping for your must-haves quick and easy. Simply order online at farmandfleet.com and pick up your items in just one hour in their convenient drive-thru. Or try Farm and Fleet's same-day local delivery option. Defend your yield from pests in 2021. What types of technology are you going to employ in your farm field to make sure that you're capitalizing on every bushel? Corn rootworm management, a key topic today brought to you by Pioneer. Joining us, Will Wynn from Southwest Wisconsin. Corn rootworm management got to be pretty tricky last year, Will, because people took so many different approaches to it. What did you learn in 2020 that we need to keep in mind as far as defending our yield in 2021? Well, Pam, uh, pretty simply, we actually employed uh, a large sticky trap effort where we were trapping a ton of rootworm beetles across the state. And actually, over the past three years, we've seen a rise in those numbers, which with corn rootworm beetles, which can cause a lot of damage to our crop if we have a high enough population, when you get enough beetles, they lay enough eggs, and those eggs emerge for next year. So it gives you an indication on what your risk may be for the following year. I think that some people are wondering, with the severity of Wisconsin winters, do we knock that population back? How should we be looking and approaching the 21 growing season? Well, that's a question I get quite often, Pam, is, uh, hey, it's been really cold here the last few weeks. I'm sure we're killing some of these bugs. But the unfortunate thing is we have 8 to 10 inches of snowpack right now, and you're talking about a lot of insulation that keeps that soil uh, relatively warm and not seeing those sub-zero temperatures that can kill those larvae. Um, A lot of entomologists will agree that we can't count on the weather to uh, be uh, a control mechanism for corn rootworm and limit our, our numbers. Uh, just because it's just so finicky, and a lot of it depends on the moisture level at hatch as far as what the mortality or lack of mortality will be. Let's talk about uh, technology in a bag and how corn rootworm management plays in on that. That's what it's all about, Will, is what technology am I going to employ? I think there have been some farmers that in the past couple of years, because of price sensitivity, may have looked past some of that technology. Yes, absolutely. You know, uh, when it comes to below-ground traits, the BT, uh, the BT events that we use to help control r- corn rootworm, every company has their, their specific trait or blend of traits. Um, when it comes to uh, managing price, yeah, it's definitely a big discussion with a lot of folks that are foregoing uh, that trait below ground and just implementing some sort of insecticide to help control the corn rootworm populations. A lot of it just really depends on what is your rotation, have you used insecticide in crop the, the previous year to help limit your numbers? And can you keep those numbers in check? We've seen that stuff work, but the problem is, is that you can leave yourself open to a lot of vulnerability when it comes to using a dry granular insecticide with no below-ground trait because if we don't get the moisture uh, in May and June to activate that insecticide and kill those larvae, you're fully exposed then, and then you create a huge whirlwind that could cause a lot of issues with down corn, yield drag, and much other things that you don't want to deal with if if you're chopping or taking that crop of grain. So what else do you have to consider then, Will? Uh, Crop rotation, in-the-bag technology. Uh, I'm obviously going to have to make sure I'm out there scouting and keeping track of some of those escalating numbers, too. Yeah, honestly, Pam, it comes down to knowing what your local population is because beetles are very localized, and uh, pressure can be very localized as well. Um, A lot of the issues we see is the long-term corn-on-corn rotations. Um, with the current commodity market, you know, obviously uh, corn looks good, but soybeans look good, look decent for next fall. Um, that's been uh, one of the hurdles in the past where folks just want to stick with corn. But if you're a dairyman or a livestock producer and you need that feed, sometimes you don't really have that choice. 
So when it comes down to managing it, it just comes down to knowing your local population, utilizing the traits, and then if so, also utilizing an insecticide at planting and an insecticide during the season to help maximize your ROI and ensure uh, that that field is going to be a low risk for population the following year if it is going to corn. Remind me again on timing with that plant. Uh, when do I really want to start being sensitive to monitoring for beetles and uh, keeping an eye on the development of that plant and susceptibility? So overall, I guess a quick high level, Pam, uh, the hatch starts in about mid-June. Um, they usually are triggered off of soil GDUs. Anywhere from 600 to 700 soil GDUs is when you start about half the hatch. Um, when it comes to the actual beetles themselves, the males emerge first, and then the females are not too far behind. Um, so obviously, when you get those two together, they mate and they lay their eggs. You want to try to hit those with a beetle bomb or an application of insecticide after the females are already um, gravid or full of eggs. And then when you do that, you not only kill the males and the females, but you kill the female that's carrying the eggs for the following year. So doing, doing yourself a favor all the way around if you can kind of keep an eye on uh, the progression of the insect. Yep, exactly. So once that hatch is done, we usually see a lot of the adults um, emerge right there second week of July here in southern Wisconsin. So we usually roll out sticky trapping that second week of July, which also line, lines up quite frequently with pollination depending upon our planting window. So a lot going on. And But really the bottom line is, despite that technology we can employ in a bag, you still need to keep your eye on the prize when it comes to overall management of this kind of insect pressure in 2021. Correct. And there's a lot of cases, Pam, where it, you just can't rely solely on the trait. Because similar to weed resistance, when you rely solely on just a herbicide to, to try to take care of uh, exactly your problem and an overwhelming problem at that point, Nature wins because they'll eventually overwhelm uh, whatever trait it is, whether it be, you know, Roundup in, in, in Roundup-resistant crops or tolerant crops, or if it's BT, this BT trait that's below ground. Um, the western corn rootworm are a very uh, damaging pest. They cause over a billion dollars of damage. So it's a big deal. And when it comes to market that we're trying to capitalize, every node that gets removed by these little pests causes a 15% yield ding. So as you can imagine, 200 bushel corn, you're just talking, you're talking uh, 30 bushels right off the table if you lose one full node. Wow. And that makes the point of why you want to defend your yield against pests in 2021, including corn rootworm. Thanks, Will Wynn from Southwest Wisconsin for that update. Now, remember, the conversation is going to continue on the technology you want to employ in your farm fields to capitalize on every bushel this year. Join us for the Pioneer Agronomy Hour coming live Tuesday, March 16th, beginning at 10 a.m. You can register for the live webinar today at MidwestFarmReport.com.